Okay, reading from uh, the Brihad Bhagavatamrita, Volume 1, Chapter 23, Text, Chapter 4, Text 23. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Vachitra Seva Dhanam Hi Hanumat Prabhupada Prabhupada Matasadbir Dachetarat The Lord truly gives his mercy, saintly authorities believe when he grants the right to render various kinds of service, a blessing he gives to such devotees as Hanuman, nothing else counts as his mercy. Commentary, small displays of affection are not proof of the personality of Godhead's favor. Pallad says, when a devotee becomes mature and realizes eternal relationship with the Supreme Lord, the Lord the Lord gives him opportunities to serve him. There are numerous examples of favored devotees. Among them, Lord Ramachandra's monkey devotees like Hanuman and Sugriva, and Lord Krishna's Yadu associates like the Pandavas. Thus, Prahlad tries to deny the validity of Narada's glorifying him as the recipient of the Supreme Lord's special mercy. He especially tries to deny the relevance of what Narada has described in text 7. Lord Nishringadev's having placed Vlad on his lap and cuddled him as a mother cuddles her child. Om Ajnana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unutamyena Tazmai Shri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanyamano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Tadati Sapadantikam Vancha Kalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar Shivas Adi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare so greetings from <clears throat> Govardhan. And we're studying here Brihat Bhagavatamrita, which is a summary of the Bhagavatam. Now the Bhagavatam is a progressive study a progressive presentation to have you deeply understand devotional service and realize the glories of devotional service to the level of seeing Radha and Krishna as service and not lust. And it does this, the Bhagavatam, as does its summary, the Brihad Bhagavatamrita, by progressively making a progression of different levels of service 
So by the 10th canto, you've looked at this concept of bhakti in such a deep way that you can see it in the Naralila, the human-like activities, human-like activities of Krishna, and not prejudge those activities by generalizing a experience you had that is similar but doesn't apply. And a classic example here in the progression, which exactly follows the progression of the Bhagavatam, Pallad the seventh canto, Hanuman the ninth canto, is um, Pralad pointing to Hanuman for a specific reason. And of course, again, in that perspective of devotion, where it's so valuable to a devotee that he doesn't want anything else. Um, even liberation. What to speak of the power and the power and control praise, the power that comes with followers or praise or uh, uplifting one's status which gives one power to control. The devotee doesn't want that. In fact, he, he not only doesn't want that, he will push against get, uh, getting it. He's so fixed in this bhava of service and so realized in this bhava and service that the dhanam, the janam, the sindarim, Kavitampa Jagadisha Kamaye, Mama Janmani, Janma Ishwari, Bhavatad Bhaktir, Ohoit Diki, Twayi. He doesn't want. So we've seen now what's going to happen is Prahlad is going to deflect that praise as a natural result of having a taste for devotion, which means that someone else is the center of your life besides yourself. And devotion means you want to serve that center. You want to glorify that center. And that's such a taste of pleasure because the essence of the Ladini Shakti is Krishna Prema. So it's such a taste. So this push that you're better than anyone or better than everyone or Jai Jai, this push is militantly resisted. Um, Of course, I, I read one quote that humility doesn't mean to deny one's good qualities. It means to acknowledge one's weaknesses. <laughs> but this is dainya. This is utter humility. That you not only admit your weaknesses, you deny your, your good qualities. It's so... In other words, we're talking about the supreme pleasure potency entering into one's consciousness and what that must feel like and the mood it must give and how much one just swims in that mood of devotion. So Prahlad is going to counter the, and that's what we're going to go over today. He's going to counter that glorification. And the first one is, is... You know, he's glorified for his ability to meditate on God, but he says the real, the, um,
Yeah, he, he's actually counteracting that he was glorified for the the affection. Um, of the Shringadev for him. He's going to counteract that. But he's going to say, because that's not the real mercy. They're not the, the, the real mercy is not giving God affection, God giving you affection. The real mercy is you giving him service. And just in terms of, of, the, of the philosophy of Krishna consciousness, um, I just want to see, go back to you. Yeah, nothing else counts as mercy, but getting service. Um, And in the practice of Krishna consciousness, um, I think that's going to come up. But anyway, it, it, even in terms of the rasas, dasya rasa is higher than shantaras. Service is higher than appreciation. Appreciation is also service. But those who get service, and that's... Uh, clearly, I told that before in the story of the the wives of the Brahmins. When Krishna sends the cowherd boys to ask for some food for Krishna, basically they're offering service to the Brahmins. They say Badram Te. This is the most auspicious thing for you. Okay, we'll go on. Sriman Nashringalila Cha Madanu Grahato Nasa Sobakta Devata Raksham Parshada Vayamochitam. Furthermore, Sriman Nashringa performs his pastimes not to favor me, but to protect the demigods, his devotees, and deliver two of his eternal servants. So Nishringadev appeared, and this is one of the, when, when, when Narada, after hearing from Lord Shiva, came to Prahlad to glorify him, one of the things is, is that very visual uh, pastime, where the demigods were cowering in fear, and Lord Nishringadev called Prahlad and, and picked him up and then began to lick him with affection. So Prahlad really feels like he's in the presence of Narada Muni. He really feels he has to counter this. He just doesn't want to be the center. So he feels he has to counter this. So he says that wasn't the real reason. That was just part of the pastime. It wasn't to favor me. But the pastime was to protect the demigods because Ranyakashipu had conquered, was the demons conquered the demigods and to deliver two of his eternal servants. It was also to um, deliver Jai and Vijay, who took birth as Haranyaksha and Ranyakashipu. So he's saying this was past the pastime and his affection for me was just instrumental. Incidental, instrumental, inc incidental. Brahmatatanaya dinam kartum vak satyatam api nidra bhokta mahatvam cha samyag darshiyatum param. Wish to uphold the truth of the words of Brahma and others, such as Brahma's sons, and fully display the greatness of devotional service, these were the only reason for his pastimes. So the glories, what was the glories of devotional service? 
the glory of devotional service. Just like Prabhupada, um, he once asked, can you perform any mystic activities? He performed mystic activities and and Prabhupada said, you know, you know, I've made them Brahmins. Um, So that's the greatness, the power of devotional service. So it wasn't that he was just showing affection for me, but because I was born in a demon family and became a devotee, it showed the power of devotional service. It wasn't particularly focused on me. It's because I was born in a family of demons. And, and I became a devotee. And that's so, so glorious. Kirata huninda pulinda pulkasa kasha deya deya yenye trip there's a verse in the Bhagavatam, I used to know it, I forgot it, where Kirata Hunandra Pulinda Pulkasa. It's mentioning all the people, Yavanakasha Daya, the Chinese, the Turks, the Greeks, the East Germans for some reason, the Huns, Hunandra, Pulkasa, Kirata, Hunanda, Pulinda Pulkasa. That all these Maha, by the power of the devotee, all these people can become devotees. So he's saying it's it's not it's not that he was showing his affection for me. These are the reasons for his pastimes, and to uphold the words of Brahma and others. So Krishna upholds the words of his devotees. One time, Prabhupada's godbrother, Bhakti Bhai Bhav Puri Maharaj, came to the Krishna Balar Mandir. And he was known as probably the godbrother that was most appreciative of Prabhupada's preaching, really. So he came and gave a class in the temple, and it was such a nice class, just standard class. And after the te- after the class, we fed him Mahapasadam. Um, and uh, and I forgot what happened, but maybe it was something I or someone mentioned. Did you hear that? And this is, this is a time where there was the Iron Curtain, and you know there was this totalitarian rule in Eastern Europe and and the Soviet Union. And we said, did you hear that hundreds of people are becoming devotees in in, um, Russia? And then he said, he said, it must happen because your Guru Maharaj predicted it. And then he said, Krishna told Arjuna to declare it boldly that my devotee will never perish. And he said, this also means the words of, of, of my devotee. So he said, because Prabhupada said it, that they become Krishna conscious, then it must be true. Commentary, the personality of God is assumed as amazing half-lion Half man formed to save Prahlad from Hanyakashipu, the most terrible opponent of Lord Vishnu's devotional service. Isn't this evidence enough that he favors Prahlad? No, Prahlad replies, the Supreme Lord appearance as Nishringadev and his disposing of Hanyakashipu served other purposes. The Lord enacted this pastime to protect Indra and the other demigods or his faithful devotees. He also descended in the form to free his two Vaikunta associates, Jai and Vijay, from the curse of Sinaka and his brothers. In addition, the Lord felt obliged 
to fulfill the words of several of his devotees. Brahma had predicted the Supreme Lord's appearance as Nishringa, Brahma's son, the four Kumars, had predicted the Lord's killing Hiranyakashipu. Hiranyakashipu himself, who was an incarnation of the Lord's Narayan's doorkeeper Jai, had also made statements that the Lord had to make true, and Narada Pralaj's prediction also. So anyway, he, he, he's counteracting this, and that's the section we're at. O greatest of devotees who have nothing material to possess, when the personality of God had gave me a kingdom, I understood I had not received even one atom of his mercy. So this is how a devotee looks. What is mercy? Mercy is not getting things. Mercy is the elevation of consciousness. And often the opulence that a person has um, is a detriment to devotion. Even here, I'm in Brudge. And I, I think I'm living quite simply by Western standpoint, but I have this nice place and, you know, I, I get donations so I can buy whatever food I want and I have a personal cook. And I mean, still, I'm kind of very simple in, in many ways. But then I look at these other sadhus who are forced to live in a more simple way. And I think maybe they have more mercy than they. Maybe they have more mercy than they. Tapo divyam yena kaputva sattvam shudye yasman brahma sokyam tunanta. That because they perform such simple austerities and just like after 45 years, 47 years in the Dom, last year, I bought an air conditioner. So is, is that, am I now the recipient of Krishna's mercy? Or be better, I didn't have it. And, and, and I tolerate it become, because what austerity does, and I'm not saying I should have it or not, but I'm just making a point. What do I say? Because sometimes you can't do service, it's too hot. And anyway, my air conditioner never worked from the day I got it. Anyway, besides that fact, my, my karma. But what, what, what austerity does, which means um, you tolerate in devotional service, what it does is it, it, it detaches you from the bodily concept of life and gives you more energy and focus for, for devotional service. So, you know, what is mercy? And, and that's that, I think that's one argument also, uh, you know, if there's evil in the world, then there must not be God because God must be omnipotent, omniscient and omnibenevolent. If there's evil in the world, he, he's either not all-powerful because he can't do anything about it, or he's not omniscient. Maybe he doesn't know about it. Or if he knows about it and he's powerful, then he's not omnibenevolent. Then he's not good. But I think one perspective to look, and it's a little bit, it takes a little bit of insight, is that Mercy is the elevation of consciousness. Um, and therefore, what comes to us is actually for us to bring us to a higher level of consciousness. And, and that's what mercy is. So, so Prahlad here is saying, you know, you talked about mercy, me getting a kingdom. I, I, that's not one... Iota, one atom is mercy, commentary. Self-realized sages are called Paramahamsa, where they have given up all material ambitions. 
But the greatest Paramahamsas are those who have also abandoned the desire for liberation and the sense of being self-satisfied in impersonal liberation. Narada is the best of such Vaishnavas Paramahamsas. Pallada addresses him like, like this to imply that Narada should certainly understand the fallen condition of one who's become entangled in political responsibilities. Thus, Pallada asserts, Lord Nishringa hardly blessed me with his favor. By giving me my father's kingdom, he actually punishes me severely. So anyway, he, he's, he's saying, well, that's not, that's not God's mercy. That's not God's mercy. See, everything is God's mercy. My theory is, is God gives everyone a chance to become completely perfect in one's life, and that's one's karma. <laughs> if one learns every lesson, these are the lessons we have to learn in life. And if we learn every lesson, we, I, we become realized, we will become a receptacle to self-realization. So he's, he's saying, no, this is not mercy. As the Lord says, when I wish to favor someone, I make him lose his opulence. Such statements as this are evidence and so also are the statements of his exalted devotees. Um, Krishna's mercy is whatever he does. He may give someone opulence, and, and, and that's their mercy. Um, and he takes it away, and that's his mercy. But because, generally speaking, when we get material opulence, we increase the we increase the material attachments and material favor. That in our lives we have these experiences. I, I know I've had several of those experiences, and where my external life was going painfully against my desires. And I know in my consciousness, what I did is I shifted my strategy for happiness from controlling the world to serving God, which didn't require a control of the world because any circumstance that's consciousness that's free will it's not dependent on destiny what happens to you so i i saw that and i and i do look back on those circumstances as god's mercy and if he had fulfilled all those desires i i don't think i'd have the level of consciousness i have now but at the time if I was thinking, why is God not being merciful to me? Uh, my vision was very short-sighted because it was his mercy. Every challenge, every difficulty was just helping me to become deeper in Krishna consciousness. And I wouldn't want to go back and, and change those circumstances because they were an integral part of elevating my consciousness. And that's the view of a devotee, that, that what bhakti is, it's so worth it, that it's worth whatever price you can pay for it. It's so valuable. So basically, this is Prahlad's argument. Having the kingdom wasn't mercy either. Pashyame Raja Sambandad Bandu Brityadi Sangata Sarvam Tat Bhajanam Linam Digdim Mam Yan Narodini. Just see how my worship of the Lord has been eclipsed by my attachment to ruling my kingdom and by my ties to family members, servants, and others. 
for not crying over this in remorse, I should be condemned again and again. So now he has a, a, um, another consideration because he's thinking what Narada will, will say is, you're so advanced in Krishna consciousness that it doesn't matter what you have. You're transcendental. So getting opulence, you can't say that 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 that's... What did he say in the previous verse? Oh, previous one before that. That that's not mercy when the God he gave me a kingdom. I'm not affected by it, and that when God's mercifully takes things away, no, he doesn't have to take things away from you. Why does he have to take things away from you? You are Krishna conscious. So your relationship to objects in the world is one of service and devotion. So it's not true that he has to take away anything from you to be merciful to you. It's not that he's condemning you because he's given you this opulence. It's not affected you, but 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 no, Prahlad says, but it has. It has. My worship of the Lord has been eclipsed because of some, but not because of the attachments, bandhu to family, to Britya Adi servants. It's been lean out. It's eclipsed. And, 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 and I'm, I'm condemned for this. So Pilate's saying, no, I did become overwhelmed. Narada might suggest that material facilities are dangerous for immature devotees, where those who are fully self-realized need not fear becoming distracted from their worship of the Lord. But Pilate is a fully self-realized devotee. Um, Pilate replies here that he's been distracted and deviated from pure devotion, a fact that proves he never actually received the full mercy of the Lord. According to his constant meditation of being protected by the Lord, has now been completely eclipsed. And, and he says eclipse rather than be destroyed because that and there's no loss of diminution in bhakti. It can only be covered. It can never be destroyed. Whatever you, and I've, we've seen that with devotees that leave due to offenses after the the effects of the offenses wear off, then they come back. So it, it's there. Why else would I have fought against the renowned Lord at Vishal as if I had been reverted to the low conditioning of my birth? So Narayan and Rishi, somehow, I think there's that story before that somehow there was battle. And then there was a very interesting thing that Prahlad is actually born in a family of Kshatriyas. So he was fighting with God and he couldn't defeat him. And then, then he condemned himself after like three or four days that I have not been, I have not been able to make my vow of, victory and then god revealed to him but i have been defeated by you and somehow this created great joy and even narada muni heard it he was saying I, we have defeated we have defeated and what does that mean defeated means invoking god's love because when you love someone, you're controlled by their will and desires, or at least their needs. So 
they're rejoicing in that. That Krishna said, I've been defeated by you. I've been defeated by you. It means that I've, I love you. And because I love you, I'm going to serve you. And because I'm serving you, I am under your desires. But, so they were very happy about that. But here he's saying, no, this proves my low conditioning. I'm a demon, therefore I fought God. And, 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 and therefore it just shows that I, I haven't transcended. And that's, and therefore I haven't received any mercy. The demons in their teachings are always inclined to bad scholarship about the truth of the self because of my association with such demons, even today, my understanding is not free from degraded element of dry speculation. Okay, somehow uh, it's been a codicy today and I walk around the hill every single morning and then when I wake up to, tomorrow, I haven't also drunk in anything. And when I wake up tomorrow morning, um, when I wake up tomorrow morning, uh, I'll chant everything for several hours. But then at five o'clock, I'll walk around again. So I've gone around twice without eating anything. So I'm going to stop a little bit earlier um but if jamunajaya found anything here that she can share we'll see hey kisha rise thank you so much for class i found several things but i really loved your insight which you said about when you were um facing challenging circumstances you shifted your your uh technique from trying to shift from controlling my world to serving God. And I found that was such, that's such a great technique. Because I'm an enjoyer and I couldn't yeah. enjoy controlling the world. I thought I might as well enjoy serving the world. I had to make that shift. And I think that shift is very, very natural. If someone has some spiritual acumen, I'm not saying I do, but whatever little I had, I realized in this situation, my attachments are not going to be met. So plan A is finished, the happiness. So plan B, which was the higher plan, is shifted to serving, which is not dependent upon control and it's not dependent upon the external circumstances. So that kind of shift, and I think that's what um, that's what our difficulties can do to us, you know. Uh, and also, I like a codicy. It's nice, a little austerity here. I don't have to go to work. I don't have to be family. I mean, I just have to sit in my room and chant and do things. But okay, thank you. Um, uh, just, uh, Chad, I sent you a letter. Do you get it? Yeah, I did. Actually, I, I was away last week on a work uh, sort of. Okay, um, I just wanted to make sure you got it. I'll okay. respond. Yeah, I'll respond to it. Yep, got it. Okay, great. Great. Anyone else say hello? Hi, Krishna. Okay, Gail, what's up? Yeah, just along the same vein that you were discussing with Jamuna Jaya, you know, you were contrasting making that shift from controlling the world to it sounded like exercising free will, right? So, um, yeah, could you just like explain how that was exercising well, free will? Because I'm, I'm just, when you want I'm to control the will. I'm remembering it too. I was in Tawaka at the time when I had that realization. And uh, I just saw the world just wasn't moving my way. And 
I, I saw how my shift in consciousness became much more devotional and much more geared towards service. And Ananda Maya Abhisad, it says the living entity has a spirit that they should enjoy, but what they're meant to enjoy is not selfishness, but service. And we discussed this before. So I just saw that there was this kind of shift. I think it's a psychological shift when you have some spiritual acumen that controlling the world is not possible. And then you also understand, even if you could, it doesn't work. That what, what, what your happiness is dependent on is your consciousness and, and, and your service. And that's completely within your power. Your destiny is not. So I saw that kind of shift. So you're calling the exercise of your free will of um, switching your your. It's not just exercise. You, you understand. You may you exercising your free will properly. In other words, yeah. It, it, using it's, your free will to not to use your free will to try to control the world, but using your free will to try to perform devotional service. But yeah, but okay, but also the realization is that that's where happiness really ultimately lies mm -hmm. and and not in something that you can't control if you you know you can't control your destiny so um but you can't control your reaction to it yeah so you put more you put more emphasis in your consciousness to your reaction to your destiny in terms of mm -hmm. what your satisfaction is rather than how your destiny plays out. Mm -hmm. And you're more likely to do that when your destiny is not conforming to your desires. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Man. Hey, you have something there? was saying that he didn't have any mercy and then another verse after that he's saying that he had his devotional life eclipsed because of his attachment to the family life can you please elaborate on that um well whether he did or not he was making that point that um, because Narada may have counteracted his thing that I'm not, I didn't have any mercy because he said, I don't, I, I didn't have any mercy. It's not, mer the mercy isn't that I got a kingdom because something was mentioned before you were able to, it's not that I got a kingdom. But rather, when God takes away those things, that's more merciful. And God didn't take them away from me. So Narada may counteract and say, it doesn't matter for someone like you because you're transcendental. And then his response is, no, I'm not transcendental. My, my devotion was eclipsed by my attachments, by my family life, by so many things. Uh, it, it was eclipsed by all these things. And it certainly can be. It certainly can be. You certainly can get entangled in family life. You certainly can become distracted by family life. But. <laughs> what? There's no but here. <laughs> It's a fact. I'm not saying that I'm not making a plan. Grihastha is a great ashram. We could say things like that, but there is there in the Shastra that one can be distracted. The problem when you preach this in the West is that people have such miserable family lives, <laughs> generally, they have such miserable family lives that um, 
generally, that um, they almost can't understand attachment to it. But some people have good family lives. That's about. Yeah, it's just like when I was at the Rivals and and I was the first Panihati festival, and I was you know about Raghunath Das Goswami and there's so many heavy statements and then his you know his parents and Lord Chaitanya was criticizing his attachment and criticizing his family. And I started to get real heavy with sannyas and criticizing, you know, that aspect of it, you know, family life and you know, the attachments and it's distracting. And the half that was Indians were going, yes, 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 because they all had good family lives and they knew that how entangling can be. And the rest who were young Westerners hadn't had anything established. So they were kind of thinking in their mind, the very thing I knew, need to my Krishna consciousness to be stable is criticized. So it really, you know, it 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 a lot of these statements are spoken in a culture where they they've arranged intact family situations where you can actually be attached to, where you 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 have a social system, you have compatibility in the marriage, you have different commitments that people have to uphold. You can maintain many children. Economically, children weren't a burden, but rather they, they actually were an asset. And the children were, weren't the center of the world because you grow up in these joint families where you get so much affection, but you can never see yourself in the center. So... Um, yeah, so it, 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 it's, it's hard for this kind of preaching to come in the modern context where many people don't have their needs met to be peaceful because their family lives are not intact. You know, so it's hard to relate to that. But these, these are, this is spoken 5,000 years ago when... It was a problem. You get attached. You get very attached. And 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 um and it was a culture. I'm just thinking, you know, all my disciples, the men now are 50, right? When we grew up, it was like 50 was sannyas, you know, and and but you actually saw that in that kind of culture by the age of 50. People were just free the rest of their lives just to completely dedicate. Now no one can retire. There's this whole illusion. Actually, I think when I grew up, we were more opulent because my family is middle class, but we owned a house, a one family house in Brooklyn, 50 by 100 acre, uh, uh, 50 by 100 feet land. You know, it was nice, three bedrooms, a living room dining room, basement, one-bedroom apartment. Um, and, you know, and my mother didn't have to work. Now, they, they've kind of created the illusion that people are making more money, but not really. The dollar is worth less and less. I mean, gas was 19 cents a gallon. And now practically no families could live unless both people work. And there's no hope of retirement. So it, it, it's it's family life. It it's it was a different world. In fact, with Indians, you know, the 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 head of the family wouldn't even like a bedroom. He'd like to sleep in the living room. So all the family just crosses him. Who 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 wants that now? Right. Okay. Hi, Bo. Okay. Anybody else say hello? Hi, Krishna Gumaraj. Tota Gopinath here. So great to hear hey. from you. Great, Tota. Hi, Bo. Thank and, you. And I'm over fifty. <laughs> I, I, you're all suffering. I know. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj. This is Krishna Amrita. Thank you so much. 
I have a question. You told us that God gives us an opportunity to go through all the lessons during one life uh, to become perfect. And my, what... spec my speculation is... Yes, but it's so nice. I love it. <laughs> and what okay. prevents us from, from doing that? What prevents us? Well, what prevents us? Um... Well, a, a lack of faith in God, a, a lack of guidance on how to, a, a lack of understanding how to respond to our karma, a lack of association to give us the mentorship to do so, a lack of determination and will. In other words, it's responding appropriately where you get the fruit of the realization. That's what, we don't respond properly because we don't have enough faith, we don't have enough knowledge, and we don't have enough guidance. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Great Yavati to see you. Yeah, thank oh, you nice very day. much. Thank you for the class. Thank you Hare so Hare much. Hare Krishna. Hare thank Bo. you. Hare Good. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Garage. Thank you for class. I heard that Brajra Sundar they're having a ball, I heard from Raghunath. Yeah. They're just having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> I keep seeing a bunch of pictures. Yeah. They're going to be coming here soon. Okay. I wish you, I wish you were here because, you know, Raghunath wanted me to do this initiation, you know. But mm. first of all, I have to decide if I wanted to do it or not. There's some people that are aspiring on, on his group. But I would, I would need an assistant here because I'm busy in Kartik. Uh, I I'm not running around. Anyway, we'll see. Okay. I, I wrote I wrote our pundit Raghunath Vrindavan to see what the possibilities are. But generally during Kartik, I don't do these things. I got my knee in the saber. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Namaste, Kifir. Are we going to see any chance we'll see you in Puri? I hope so, yeah. Yes, I'm planning for it, Maharaj. Jamuna Pavani is waiting. Thank you. Okay, Hi, Bo. Okay, thank you. So Are much. you in your country home? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's good. The winter's coming. The what? The wind? Winter. Oh, winter. But winter. It looks, winter is it looks, coming. It looks beautiful. It looks like you, your family did a lot of work on it. Yes, they did. And they are doing still. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Anybody Thank else? You. Say hello. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Amala, Hare Krishna. Thank you. Thank prayers you. for Thank everyone you. there. Haribo. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Anybody else? Okay, I'm headed out.